morning. Good morning. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Common Ground. I'm Jana. I'm Sydney. I'm Raj. I'm Leanna. <laughs> nice to be here. Yeah. And so today we're going to be chatting a little bit about um, what it is to fail and yoga and failure and all the things. <laughs> Um, it's kind of a good time of year to talk about it, I think. I know it's all been on our minds as um, we move into and through the beginning of the new year and how that you know works for a lot of us as we set goals at the beginning and we have all these big plans and ideas and um, failure is a part of it. Failure is just a part of the process. Mm -hmm. um, so I have a quote um, just from an article I found online but it's referencing the Bhagavad Gita, um, chapter two specifically, um, which is honestly, if you read the Bhagavad Gita, chapter two is basically the whole teaching of the Bhagavad Gita in one chapter. <laughs> if you read that, um, you're gonna get the whole thing in just that one chapter. Um, but the quote is, um, it's so relevant for our topic today. It's, um, in reality, there's no such thing as failure. Either you succeed or you learn to succeed later. Every failure, every loss is a learning opportunity and giving up is the true sin. Hmm. So we'll let that soak in. <laughs> Does anyone have any thoughts on that? <laughs> yeah. Thought was sort of asking the question like, like who's afraid to fail mm. like is there true fear behind or with failing like not completing something not reaching the outcome you desired not finishing the commitment mm. let's say finishing the commitment that sounds strange but it's like that like time of year when we're like, we're going to do this for X amount of days or until this result. Like, so that's what I mean by that. Like, is there, it's just for me, so much of the practice has become what's on the other side of when you don't do what you set out to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that goes with, um, from the quote, giving up is the sin, right? It's not failure. <laughs> is the sin yeah and we live in a society that glorifies success but doesn't show you the entire process <laughs> mm -hmm. so people are mm -hmm. i think Jana, to answer your question everyone's a fail afraid of failure because they think they're the only ones mm -hmm. yeah when and it starts at a young age too yeah. a really young age yeah it is i i it, it does because I, my son, who's three and a half, he, he is afraid to fail. Like, I know this about his little personality. Like he doesn't do something like all of his developmental stages as a toddler, he doesn't show them until he's mastered them. So we work really hard on doing something half-ass, not well. Um, not complete, not right, not like your friends do, yeah. because he doesn't seem to like 
to be in the place of learning by mistake. (laughs) And that showed up really early for him talking because he Mm -hmm. had all the words, but he didn't know how to say them correctly. And so Mm -hmm. they did not come out. Mm -hmm. So he was a late talker for many reasons, but one of which is because he didn't feel comfortable not being able to sound like his peers Mm -hmm. when he wanted to say something because he didn't even like try. Wow. Hmm. And I sometimes I want to be like, but it's fine. (laughs) Like you don't have to know, but I see him now and that's how it is with pretty much everything from coloring to riding a bike to whatever. And the kid masters it. So I don't know what goes on in his little brain, but I want to be like, let's bring your anxiety level down a little so that you can, you know, so we try to show him as adults, which maybe we as adults need to show each other this more often. It's like, here's when we like mess up. Here's yeah. when we fall down. Here's when we make a mistake. And I don't mean coloring on the wall. Like here's when we not by choice or design don't do something we set out to do. Yeah. But like, we don't show each other that. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's, he's like a little perfectionist. Oh, yes. Because so many people don't take action because they're perfectionists and yeah. then they don't um, do anything and then they fail in their eyes still <laughs> instead of, <laughs> you know, being in the process, making mistakes as you go. And I'm, I'm speaking from myself, <laughs> you know, like to do things for, I mean, there was a good eight years there that I feel like I was sleeping because I was too scared to do anything because I was such a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, how do we then teach or be in this process of trying things out, seeing what works and what doesn't? I think it's glorified in the startup world where they <laughs> change the, um, the wording to say pivot, right? Mm-hmm. We're pivoting all the time. We're pivoting all the time. Yeah. And they can make so many mistakes and get away with it. But like in every other instance, it's looked down upon, right? It's so interesting. But even even that, I feel like they still kind of circumvent failure by saying, oh, I pivoted instead of just exactly. being like, I I did a thing. I, I set out with this big grand plan and you, you know what? It didn't work. Right. <laughs> but I still have my vision and I still have my company and I mm-hmm. still have my Right. Like, would it just be more beneficial for everyone? Just like, we failed. We're going to try this next. Mm -hmm. It it sounds like more honest than like masking it under a pivot. And that's just my opinion. You know, like. Mm -hmm. Oh, no. I think pivot has become a That's a failure. Interesting. (laughs) This reminds me of a mask. Hmm? This reminds me of when I had a corporate job. And, you know, like your first couple days of orientation, they give you like a binder, right? And it like shows you like how to do things, what buttons to push and this and that. Within like the first like three weeks, I was like, there is a much easier way to do X, Y, Z. <laughs> and it's efficient. So like, why wouldn't I take that efficient route? So I started taking the efficient route and like <coughs> that way. And I remember my like boss being like, oh, that's not how we do it. And I was like, oh yeah, I know. I noticed that the binder said like, blah, blah. I was like, but like, I'm getting the same results when I do this. Mm -hmm. And she was like, no, yeah, we're going to go back to like the binder way. 
So it's like the fear of change that mm. can come with like maybe taking, you know, a, an alternative route, but then it's like the fear of what will happen if the alternative route would have failed or something would have happened with that. Like what's the repercussion, you know? Yeah. And okay, maybe on some grand level, like I can only think of a handful right now where like if you take a alternative route and you fail, something really bad might happen, right? <laughs> okay, like we can all be honest about that. Mm-hmm. I was working in corporate America. Like whatever I did and if the alternative route failed, it would have everyone would have still made money everyone would have been fine which is what their goal was at the end of the day mm-hmm. it's just so interesting like are we so stuck in ways maybe due to perfectionism but maybe due to just like culture that we don't try to take the mm-hmm. road less traveled or you know we don't try mm-hmm. to experiment in this and that mm-hmm. because there's permission and mm-hmm. I we think you're constantly seeking that. Mm-hmm. I think you've also uncovered another layer because I remember corporate America too, doing things with my bosses that they're like, that's not how we do it. Mm-hmm. And it's like that conversation of, well, do you want to be right or efficient or kind or whatever? And I do think part of like our human condition is we, we want to be right. Or, or we want our thing that we've established to always be the thing, which makes us feel right, even when circumstances change. Like, maybe that was an efficient way of doing whatever it was when it was created, but other variables happened or different yes. people. So you saw, like, something refreshed. Mm-hmm. And so when you're wrong, you're a failure. Right. right. Exactly. <laughs> no. I tried something for the first time and it didn't work. And now... Like I'm just well, completely, and it's like, no, you tried it because you wanted to see, see if you could help or like, you know, all the things you were just saying, Jana, like well, that person who created that thing feels like if you did it differently, think, then they're the failure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that we're forgetting though, again, is when you do something no, new, no, 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 you no, do something no. new that you don't know, failure is inevitable. You don't yes. know. Yeah. So how do you learn it other than to try things mm-hmm. and some will work, some will not. It's part of the process. And things change. So I think it it's it's okay to say like that thing that you mastered or did or taught someone else when it changes, it doesn't like go back in time and make you like a failure for the past five years or whatever. Like oh right. well, yeah. And I always say that with like when I teach. Because I mean, Leanna knows this because we teach together, but I'll like call them my TED Talks sometimes because I'm like, I'm sorry that six months ago I used the cueing or I said X, Y, Z because I did not know better. And then I learned and I found that I like this way better and I feel more comfortable offering this option. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm growing, like, you know what I mean? And that's another like perfect example of how we can reframe failure. Like Mm -hmm. it literally is a tool to help you learn better. Mm -hmm. And if we're trying to be successful in anything and make change in anything, it's the tool that you need, (laughs) right? Like, so it's just so interesting. I can't think of an instance where quote unquote 
failing has not given some information to you. Yeah. There's always yeah. information to be gained. There's almost mm-hmm. more information to be gained mm-hmm. from failing than succeeding. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a but lesson. People don't like, well, I'm generalizing. A lot of people are very uncomfortable with constructive criticism from other people, but also from experience. Like experiences yeah. themselves yeah. have a way of giving you constructive criticism Mm -hmm. when you look back and you know like you don't need another person all the time to tell you what went wrong you can tell yourself what went wrong Mm -hmm. but we don't even like to do that Mm -hmm. sometimes I think I like love the term constructive criticism because it's like I'm not criticizing you no I'm I'm it's like we Mm -hmm. need like like for me I'm like if Sometimes I can't even deliver constructive criticism because I don't want it to come off like criticism. Mm-hmm. So it's like I'm figuring that like so much goes into my head about like the tone, the way that the other person's going to perceive it. And it's all because I don't want that person to feel like they failed. Yeah. So yeah. it's like we're constantly protecting one another like the detriment of each other right it's like i don't want you to feel bad because i know that society has pinned this failure into our heads and if i give feedback of any sort you will think oh i did it wrong because that's what society is telling you Mm -hmm. and that's based off of my own personal experience you know so it's like so funny how we even skirt around some of that stuff yeah Yeah. When you were talking earlier about like what this looks like in a yoga practice, I have this, I call it my nemesis pose. It's just forearm stand. And I've been trying to do forearm stand for, oh, we're going to go ahead and say a decade now. It used to be like three years. Um, I was like, I was going to master that for my wedding. And I was like, well, you got married like seven years ago. So. And I, and I wonder, you know, am I like that giving up thing? So is what I'm trying to do master forearm stand or is it the feeling I get from mastering forearm stand? Mm -hmm. Like what, like what's the outcome here? Because Mm -hmm. you might say I've given up on forearm stand because I haven't practiced it in a really long time. In which case the Gita would be like, oh, that's, so that's the true sin. <laughs> and that's where it's like discerning. Like, what are you actually going for? Half the time we don't even know if we sit with it, like what what we're doing. And I can tell you probably the reason that I want to be able to do forearm stand is because I can do a headstand. So why couldn't I do forearm stand? Mm-hmm. And if I'm supposed to teach yoga and I'm supposed to you know, like inversions, then what is this? Like, and and it goes on and on and on. But like part, I think, of the information that I attain from failure is why I'm going after something in the first place. (laughs) And sometimes when I get that information, I'm like, this isn't actually giving up. This is like, this is learning something new about yourself. Mm -hmm. So we do use pivot a lot. And I think we've used pivot maybe too much for things to cover things up. But I, 
I think that failure helps us see when we can change, right? Mm -hmm. Or when we can, I don't know. That's, that's always, it's always a confusing thing for me. Why I'm stuck on a pose that I can't get, that I won't practice. <laughs> Figure that out. <laughs> but actually, you're still practicing yoga because it's self-inquiry. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> right? Like, again, another way that we get mm -hmm. caught up with the poses when really I think the depth of your practice, Jana, and what you shared is the self-inquiry around what you're practicing physically. Yeah. <laughs> I think too, like failure is something that takes patience and time because it's like you try something and you're like really into it and you're like, your your feelings get involved, like you're excited about it and you get your hopes up and then it doesn't work out the way you want. Maybe like multiple times, it like there's multiple layers to it maybe. And then you kind of like, you have to spend time sitting with that disappointment and that's hard to like sit with those feelings sometimes. And it's exhausting. It's so tiring. Like you just, you're just like, that's where you come into that. Like I give up kind of phase. Cause you're just like, I'm so tired. Like what else am I supposed to do? Um, and then I think that's all part of the process though, of like keeping your spirit alive and keeping that in original intention alive is going through all of those instances and not trying to rush past them and not trying to see like failure is something that you don't like that you don't acknowledge like you want to acknowledge it you want to see what you want to see it you want to be with it um and then that gives you that information that you need to know about yourself to try it again or try something differently or do do something completely like to say like that wasn't what I was supposed to be doing and I'm going to do this instead and just acknowledge that that happened and it's okay. And it doesn't have to be the same path that you were following too. Yeah, that's yeah. so true. Like the idea of continually trying of like not letting failure stop you from doing the thing you said you were going to do. Yeah. Um, and there was like, I forget who this was. It's some sort of like, leader or whatever would like if he failed or he would call them setbacks like if he had a significant setback he would make sure to try a new approach or do something just as risky within the 30-day window hmm. so that he would still have that feeling of like being in the process yeah and not get stuck in feeling bad about things that didn't work out yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think there's like a fine line. But also like, don't let it just completely like weigh you down. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So is it worth it to sort of make the distinction between, you know, sometimes we set a goal mm -hmm. or we want to attain something, achieve something. And you know, this seems like a very uh, applicable path to talk about failure in that sense when we're going after something. And, you know, it's like that thing that we go to bed and we can't sleep at night because we're thinking about it and, you know, we're really into it. 
there's that aspect, but there's also when we're just like living our daily lives. So I, I feel like there's, you know, we don't always have to be achieving something. So it's not like you always have to be in this state of like assessing whether you're failing or not. Yeah. And (laughs) it just makes me think about how complex this is. And it makes me think of the energies that of, I think these are talked about in the Gita, but I could be wrong. Um, Like there's Brahma, which is beginning something. There's Vishnu, which is sustaining something. And there's Shiva, which is letting something go. Like sometimes can't we be in Vishnu when we're not in this, this place of like, am I succeeding? Do I let it go? Do I keep going? Do I do whatever? And honestly, I think that is our society is uncomfortable in that space. Yeah. Very uncomfortable just being without achieving, being without, because some people, and I would maybe even consider myself like failing and falling to the bottom and having to do something Brahma and start all over again. It's kind of comfortable. Mm. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Or like being like, oh, that's like terrible. I'm going to, I'm going to end it. I'm going to bring in this like Shiva power and just like slice that off. Yeah. And that's comfortable. But where, where are we in the middle? It's like, mm-hmm. yeah. And that's where in the middle is where most people quit. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like the dip. Exactly. <laughs> like nothing's happening. So this must not be working. Right. Like nothing's major mm-hmm. going on in my yoga practice. I'm not discovering anything. So yeah. I guess it's not working. Because we're so, again, we've talked about this 10 million times, but we're so used to the extremes that neutral mm-hmm. doesn't feel right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hmm. what were the three so brahma was the energy of beginning mm-hmm. vishnu is the energy of sustaining sustaining okay and shiva is the energy of um, oh, ending so in a sense too they correlate with the seasons brahma is spring vishnu is summer um shiva is fall and then winter is like what comes between shiva and brahma and death really I love that I've not heard it framed that way before that's really interesting maybe they made it up in my teacher training and just snapped it with a book yeah I am so when I practice om chanting um the ah the ah is Brahma the ooh is Vishnu and the mm is Shiva is the the silent space like the silent om in between Mm -hmm. it's i can't believe i'm gonna put this out into our common ground discussion but it was bound to happen sometime jana was going to mention jimmy buffett i know it's called brahma fear and it's literally about like it's a fear of beginning things it's a song you said yeah yeah wow. it's called i've got brahma fear oh my god that's cool. See, he's not so cheesy country crappy like yeah. he's portrayed. He's a pretty deep thinker, good writer. Love it. Don't get me started. But I remember understanding what that song meant for the first time and being like, Brahma, fear, huh? Fear of beginning things. How interesting. Who knew that was like a fear? Is mm-hmm. it because of failure? I don't know. 
Mm -hmm. Darlene shared, I think that how a person deals with failure is very personality driven and dependent. Mm -hmm. The better we know ourselves, our traits and their strengths and weaknesses, the better we can mentally and spiritually combat the voices mm -hmm. of perfectionism, low self-esteem, avoidance tendencies. So true. Mm -hmm. Love that. Yes. yes. Mm -hmm. And that's why, you know, we're talking about failure in the setting, right? This is a yoga community. And the practices help us be, like you said, more aware of the things that, not to say hold us back, but can get in the way sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. It's so true. And to that point, I, I'd be willing to bet that just the four of us plus Darlene, that's five. There probably isn't one way we all see what it means to fail. Oh, no. Yeah. Like not even close. All right. Yeah. yeah. Like failure to someone might look like a win to someone else. Oh yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Good. Yeah. Like how, what's the metric? There's not a metric for measuring failure mm -mm. either. Um, so that's really interesting, especially when you're working with other people to be mm. clear, like what does failure look like? What does a win look like? And if that's different mm. for other, for each person that you work with, that can cause a lot of like friction, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, in the household. Like, what does a winning Sunday, not a winning, but what does a great Sunday look like? <laughs> a winning Sunday. Yeah. Sports. Yeah. But like, what does a great Sunday look like? And if you don't, or if you're not in communication about what that could look like at the end of the day, someone might go to bed very displeased. Yeah. <laughs> You know, so that's where it's like communication is like the blood of all of this too, in relation to others, and then like self inquiry, yeah, for yourself. I feel like my dad is like the ultimate hype man because he has done so many things in his life. So, like, I mean, when you have five kids, you just got to learn. There's a lot of personality. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, And when all your kids are kind of different, you know, you got to talk to each of them very differently. So like when I would be having like a college meltdown, like, oh, my God, I'm not I'm never going to get out of here. Blah, 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 blah. Like he's so funny how he would be like, OK, let's look at it this way. Let's mm -hmm. this. like, are you still enrolled in college? Like, you know, <laughs> he's so good at like sh changing that narrative. And I truly do think like to Darlene's point, like personality driven dependent. It's like, because he, his personality is so much of like shift and pivot and make things work and personality, you know, you got to know people's personalities so that when you're talking to them, how can you bring them back mm -hmm. here? Let them know, you know, this is like an okay thing to happen. It's just like, I learned so much of that from him because I, I, saw the way that then he would like talk to my brother or talk to like my sister. <laughs> so weird. He doesn't talk to me like that. Like <laughs> and when we would have those conversations, it's like, oh, because I would never respond to that thing. <laughs> yeah. Darlene shared, those of us who never or rarely see failure as a win need to use our tools to turn that around. Mm -hmm. So true. Mm -hmm. Those who can see failure as a win are generally generally more grateful. Yes. Yeah. Or glass half full type of people. I want to be more like that and less of a perfectionist. Me too. <laughs> that is like my work in life too. So I, I feel that. Yeah. 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 And what yeah. I've found is it's like being more, 
there's like so much to it, but like being more process oriented than results oriented mm -hmm. is super helpful and just like taking baby steps. Like yeah. it doesn't have to be perfect and 100% done, but if I can do a little baby step <laughs> yeah. and it's, it might be in the right direction, it might be backwards, but if I'm like making a step, then it's, yeah, so true. It is such a spectrum as of all things yeah. because the glass half, full of people we can make any situation work da, da 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 there's still that element of well what is what do you discern from here when do you walk away yeah mm -hmm. do you mm -hmm. say this is not a use like a right yeah. use of my energy all you know then we talk about um that's a whole other common ground but yeah it's like how do you find that space between because it, nobody wants a Pollyanna either, where everything is great yeah. and everything yeah. is wonderful. And, you know, mm -hmm. then we get into the world of toxic positivity and everything. Yes. Yeah. So, and like, like wow. spiritual bypassing part yeah. of this. Yes. Yeah. Good yeah. 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 When I think some, a lot of that perfectionism comes from comparing ourselves to others. Like it's such a common thing. So we see, we see so many people on a daily basis, like yeah. not, maybe not in person, but on you know, social media, like we just see so much and we see a lot of what we want to be and like, oh, I was trying for that and this person did it and it's amazing. And then you're just like, well, okay, they did it. Like, what's the point of me doing it? Mm -hmm. um, but I think too, like there's something beautiful about doing something, even though somebody else has already done it to just do it in your way. Like there's a reason you're supposed to be doing it. There's a reason the world might need it. Maybe not on like some grand scale, maybe on a grand scale. Like you really don't know that. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I think that's where that perfectionism comes in is we see we see people a lot and it's okay to compare yourselves because then you know how you want to grow and what you want to be. But also it's like learning to just like really jive with yourself and be like excited about who you are and what you want to offer and how you want to do things too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've like something, another thing that was super helpful, which I think I shared either in class or in the digital wellness challenge was like, you should only compare yourself to a past self. There's an idea. Yeah. Because you don't know anyone's journey. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you know your own journey. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, we get so little information. We think we have the whole story, but we don't. Right. 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 We build a lot of it in our head. I know I do. Yeah, I do. And I do something that, um, like, I'm, I thought about with what Darlene shared was, I know sometimes like you don't, you don't know what your avoidance tendencies are. Mm -hmm. Sometimes like you don't know what your strength, like sometimes you don't know what your strengths and weaknesses are. And that's why it's so powerful to have community around you to like reflect those things back. Yeah. Like, again, going back to like, we need to think of another, maybe another term for like, what's it called? Criticism or mm -hmm. because constructive. constructive criticism, because like sometimes if those things aren't reflected back to you, you aren't aware of them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So how do you change them? Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
in strengths too. Like you might not realize that you're really good at something unless someone is like, oh, by the way, the way that you said this was really helpful. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So that's why community can be super helpful. Um, you can only see well. so much from your own perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So that's just another thing that I thought about with Darlene's share. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. I'm going to be thinking about this all week. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for being here, Darlene. Yeah, thank you so much, Darlene. Yeah. That's good. Mm. Yeah, if anything else comes to mind, please share with us. I feel like there's so much the conversation that can be had around this. <sighs> I love that quote that you just shared, Darlene. <laughs> Comparison is an act of violence against the self. Oh, yes. So true. Yes. Such an important reminder. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. A true wow. yoga teaching. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Definitely. Yes. Well, we are set up in a society to compare to one another. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It feels like going against the grain to say, you know, you're not paying attention to what other people are doing or how they're doing it. Right. Mm -hmm. But like, it's like, Leanna, what you were saying, like, well, who are you to do it your way? I already, mm -hmm. or even like Mirage in the beginning, like, like, who are you, who are you to do this differently than I did it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, there's so much here. Yeah. So much. <laughs> That's life. When you start like looking at life, I think through this lens of introspection and Svadhyaya and yoga and whatever it's it's like looking under a microscope you're like oh my god I had no idea all that was there there's so much here yeah wow that's just one little bitty slide <laughs> yeah the whole world so we will post maybe in um the intention for the week we can share a failure that like helped us grow yes or something like that so yeah. Yeah, I'll post that over there after this discussion. All right. Hope you all have a great week. Thank you again. I'll be thinking about this a lot. Thank you. All right. Thank